Things are a little confusing, guys. A little, little out there, a little confusing about what's going on at the moment. The Gamergate controversy where a lot of feminists and leftists went after the video gaming industry for its supposed digital focus on women's butts and boobs and so the digital characters, not real women, digital characters. It seems that a lot of those same voices don't seem to be particularly present when it comes to talking about this eruption of sexual misconduct, uh, conduct, alleged rape uh, and masturbating into potted plants and dry humping actresses legs like some puppy on its uh, last go round before the snip snip. It's just astonishing. Where are all these people? Where are all these people? <laughs> I mean, this is revealing so much about so many people. Of course, it's revealing the hypocrisy, sexism, predatory sexuality that is so prevalent within Hollywood. And, you know, anytime uh, pretty people want fame, uh, they have to, like a... Uh, <laughs> catheter up the urethra pass through the penises it would seem of a lot of hollywood executives but it's just remarkable that women feminists seem to be much more focused on defending the non-existent rights to non-existent bodily integrity and non-existent lack of objectification for their non-existent selves of avatars in video games than actual real live women who have been preyed upon low these many decades so Boy, it is revealing not just about Hollywood, but about the mainstream media, who I think colluded in covering this stuff up, and all the feminists who are remarkably silent, and all of the sort of mealy-mouthed statements put out by a lot of these Hollywood stars, who, of course, know that they, in many cases, sold their souls to what seems to be a fairly grizzled and literal devil in exchange for distracting the masses from important things. I mean, it sort of explains one of the things that was confusing to me about... I mean, I, the movie Good Will Hunting was a fantastic film. And that um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote that movie was great. And I thought, wow, you know, these guys can really go on to be some great storytellers uh, of, of their day. They don't have to go down the M. Night Shyamalan rabbit hole. But... Um, it always sort of struck me that they ended up just doing vacuous, dumb, sparks-in-the-eyes uh, movies, uh, you know, bing-bang, blow them up, and be, you know, action hero, tough guy idiots, and uh, presidents, and, you know, it just, it just they, they sort of rode off the cliff into inconsequentiality. And now, you know, the rare gift of creativity that uh, is uh, provided or earned or you're born with... Um, well, it can be a harsh flame to expose it to the demon fart of hellish ambition. And uh, it does explain to me why those guys in particular sort of fell off the cliff. It's something I've idly thought about in the years. Like, what, about, what ever happened to the, uh, the brilliance of the writing and the curiosity about the human condition and all of that from these guys? Well, now, it's uh, pretty clear. And their bankability and the bankability of the entire industry is very much in question. And the collapse of this uh, porcine grizzled satyr on the sort of gravestone sepulcher of Hollywoodism, well, it's not just the satyr, the statue, that is taken down. It's all the shadows that it cast, and so much is coming to light. And what I find, well, don't even get me started on what Woody Allen had to say about it, but what I find just remarkable is 
So Harvey Weinstein, originally he's supposed to be leaving the country, and then he shows up, I think, in Arizona, and he checks into a rehab center. And the rehab center uh, says, or there are reports, that he's going for sex addiction. And um, no, no, the guy, the guy wasn't addicted to sex. If he was addicted to sex, I assume he would have paid prostitutes. Why he would have engaged in these risky and, of course, allegedly violent and criminal behaviors. No, it was power addiction. It was a lust to destroy the beautiful. It was if somebody beautiful, a young beautiful woman, showed up in his orbit, then he wished to make her interior as ugly as his own. The evilness and viciousness of his behavior replicated itself through dangling the whoredom of fame in front of the hungry and the ambitious young women in particular. And he could not destroy their exterior beauty. Well, first of all, that would be illegal, as we can see in London, where there are like two acid attacks every week now. So he could not destroy their exterior beauty for two reasons. One, it would be illegal to harm or mar them or beat them up, destroy their faces, uh, Jake LaMotta style, but also because he needed their physical beauty to sell tickets. So he could not destroy their physical beauty, but he could corrupt their souls. He could corrupt their internal beauty. And that is the goal. That is not somebody who just wants to get his rocks off. That is somebody who takes a deep sadistic pleasure in replicating his own internal ugliness uh, in the world and watching everyone glide down the carpets, the red carpets in their shimmering gowns with uh, a million epilepsy-inducing seizure of flashbulbs going off around them, knowing that he has corrupted them and that they have sold their souls to him. Uh, that is a deeply sadistic pleasure that is occurring for him. That's not a sex addiction. That's a, a lust to destroy. That is a satanic lust for power and degradation and the humiliation of the beautiful. That is not a sex addiction in my particular opinion. So there are sources that say when Weinstein went to this facility that uh, he conducted business on the phone, which is very much against the rules. And of course, I'm sure in evil King Lear style lashed out satanically against this vast conspiracy that was somehow undermining his wonderfully good name. And um, what happened is that Weinstein has reportedly authorized his psychologist to tell or to report that Weinstein, you see, is just doing so well. He's doing so well in his rehabilitation. That he's done, baby. He's done. One week, seven days. That is not just a mediocre Queen song, but it is also the entire length of time it took to cure his demons of many decades growth and spread. So, you see, he had to wait to get caught, did not repent on his own, had to wait to get caught. But then, you see, he checked in, and in seven days, he's done. Now, this didn't seem to fly very well. There's no one fundamentally who could believe that you could overturn this level of accumulated corruption, many decades worth of seducing, destroying, um, masturbating in front of uh, reportedly and... Uh, I guess trying to turn a potted plant into a penis flytrap. I mean, th there's just no way that you can overcome that in in seven days. And so 
what happened was uh, the psychologist said, oh yeah, yeah, his program lasted one week. It was intensive therapy uh, on an outpatient basis. And this is a quote that the psychologist said he helped Weinstein focus on, quote, dealing with his anger, his attitude towards others, boundary work, and the beginnings of work on empathy. Empathy. You know, empathy relies on about 13 complex brain systems all interacting with each other. There are actually the presence of something called mirror neurons in the brain, and mirror neurons are that which cause you to feel what other people feel. Like if you... You know, those funny videos where, or they're supposed to be funny videos, the fail videos where the guys, they try riding down the railing on the stairs with their skateboard, and then they get a straight to the nads nut shot and, you know, groan or face plant into the ground without a helmet. I can't, like, I can't watch those. I can't. I mean, it's just like, of course, everyone's like, laughing in this hysterical hyena cackling way. And that's because, like, I feel, it's like, it's, Oh, it's it's it, I feel eviscerated. Like you can't watch that stuff. Um, perhaps an overabundance of mirror neurons. I don't know. I mean, I had a, a wonderful caregiver when I was a baby, which is where this stuff. But you can't just graft this on later. You, you can't. You know, there's this um, empathy is kind of like a language. You know, like if you miss a language window, like if you're raised by uh, wolves or, or communists. Sorry, uh, that's unfair to wolves. If you're raised by uh, those who don't speak any rational language or any language at all if you miss that window you never really learn language like you miss that particular window i think there's a strong case to be made and some people have made it that that's kind of the same with empathy you don't just sort of graft empathy on later like well i didn't learn a lot of piano when i'm a kid maybe it's a little tougher to learn as an adult but i could still learn it no not how it works you don't get to graft on empathy later in life and certainly not in seven days as a result of being caught and disgraced in the public eye so this was not particularly believable to people. So now a Weinstein rep has reported that Weinstein is going to stay in Arizona for another month or so, and he wants to continue to work with his doctors, you see. And um, that's, that's the plan. And I guess they, they realized that this one-week miracle cure, you know, just strap this thing to your abs and you'll have a 22-year-old Brad Pitt waste in no time at all. Uh, this instant fix, this easy fix. Because I think what happened was this idea, and who knows what kind of pressures are being brought to bear on the grizzly, but this kind of pressure that's being brought to bear, it's of course an entire industry that is in trouble here. Uh, this is this is localized to Harvey Weinstein in the way that the bomb over Hiroshima was localized to the bomb. I mean, this is going to leave nuclear shadows of many people's careers. And it's also going to reveal, you see, not just Hollywood, not just the media, not just everyone who's complicit and everyone who supported and everyone who didn't speak out and everyone who knew. God damn. I mean, Quentin Tarantino himself, former video store clerk, turned postmodern vampiric deconstructor of all that's decent, knew about this. Remember remember, Quentin Tarantino was out there marching against bad cops and mean cops and marching against injustice? This son of a bitch knew everything there was to know about Harvey Weinstein and has admitted that he knew a lot about Harvey Weinstein and what he was doing. This guy out there marching about police when he was in possession of knowledge that he could have transmitted to anyone with his amount of money, with his 
degree of fame, with his degree of media access, he could have told just about anyone about this. Who's going to destroy the career of Quentin Tarantino? That man's career is going to continue until Jesus comes back and turns him into a moral nuclear shadow against the wall, metaphorically and theologically speaking. So this man had power. This man had authority. This man had influence. But no, he's shaking his fist at the cops. At the cops who are in inner cities protecting black people from criminals. In New York, the approval rate among blacks of the police is 65% or more. This is who we're facing. And this is going to be true in your own life as well. I'm telling you. So some movie is going to come out from some predatory director or someone who supported him or someone who financed him. And it's going to star someone who knew and was compromised and didn't speak up and didn't speak out. And your friends are going to say, let's go see it. And you're going to say, this guy was a complete scumbag. And then what? And then what? What's going to happen then? Are you going to fold? Are you going to say, okay, well, I... I guess the popcorn's good, and who doesn't like a little bit of froyo with raspberry on top? That's the price of my soul. Off we go to hand money into the satanic grist mill of fiat money consumption and predatory financing known as Hollywood. What is the price? Oh, yeah, no, I'll give up my soul and my integrity, but in return, I want two hours of sparkle CGI brain junk food distraction from life itself. Sure, I have standards, but... I'll violate and break those standards in return for 18 trailers, 30 commercials, and an hour and a half of banal and predictable entertainment that leaves me deaf and spiritually numb. Who's going to take a stand? Are your friends going to care? Are your family going to care? If they don't, then you're part of the problem. If you don't call them out on it, if you don't take a stand, you've got to be a leader. You have to be a leader. You, know, you listen to the show, you think about virtue, you think about ethics. You have to be a leader, you understand. You have to stand your ground. You have to plant the anchor of your integrity so deep in the earth that the earth itself will start to spin around you. You must become the center of the moral universe for those around you. You must call people out. No, you don't hand money to these people. Of course not. Of course not. They have been the enemy of the good for quite a long time. And if you read the history of this, it's been going back a hell of a long time. This uh, demonic rot at the center of modern distractions needs to be pulled out by the root, needs to be exposed. And until there is the kind of reform that at this point beggars imagination, you give them one thin dime, you're giving yourself away.